Advantic. Enabling an intelligent planet. My name is Simon Perslov. I'm based in the Munich office. I'm the European sales manager for the Advantic Online sales. It's through our e-store and our direct sales for customers. Um, yeah, working for the Embedded Core uh, product group. Do you want to introduce yourself slightly? Uh, yeah, uh, sure. Uh, so my name is Jay Xu. Uh, I'm a, a product sales manager and a business development manager based in Eindhoven. Uh, same uh, uh, sector team as Simon, embedded core. Um, so I am um, uh, basically responsible for a couple of product lines. And today uh, the podcast will be about Microsoft uh, primarily and uh, answering a couple of frequently asked questions. Okay, great. Um, so just to get things started, I mean, people, I'm sure most people are aware of Microsoft and the different Microsoft products, but what is the Advantix relationship with uh, Microsoft Corporation? Yeah, so the relationship with uh, Microsoft uh, Embedded started uh, over uh, 10 years ago uh, between uh, Advantech. Uh, and in Europe, um, uh, we have basically two uh, roles uh, in terms of relationship with them. Uh, one is a direct OEM role, uh, where we as an OEM uh, bundle Microsoft Embedded in our uh, hardware solution and sell it as a complete solution to our customers. Uh, and the other role that we have uh, started a little over uh, two or three years ago uh, as a Microsoft Embedded uh, distributor. So uh, we are one of the few global distributors, uh, and that has some uh, benefits for uh, for our customers as well as uh, ourselves. What, what, what would you say are the main benefits there on a sort of global scale? Yeah. Um, there are uh, two uh, main primary benefits, I would say. One is for uh, our global accounts. Uh, with our global accounts, uh, that means we can uh, really, as a, uh, one supplier, uh, offer uh, the Advantech as well as the Microsoft portfolio, uh, regardless from which location they would like to order or service from. Uh, and that with uh, basically a global pricing strategy as well. So if that's uh, a requirement from uh, a global customer, um, that's a primary benefit. So the second benefit of being a distributor for Microsoft Embedded for our customer is uh, before that, we're just uh, the direct OEM supplier. Um, and as I mentioned before, with direct OEM, you have the hard requirement to uh, always bundle the OS with a hardware platform. And for some customers or some business cases, it, uh, you don't always have a complete system. Um, can be that the, the storage or memory uh, is uh, sold separate or needs to be added at a later stage because of uh, system uh, configuration flexibility. So as a distributor, we have the flexibility to also just provide the OS or the license as a standalone component, which gives us the additional benefit uh, in terms of um, supplying and supporting our customers. Okay, it's good to know. Um, there's also, that, I mean, that's very much for the large customers, but there's no minimum order quantity. We can sell this directly sort of on a one-off basis to smaller customers as well. That's correct, yes? Uh, no, actually, we can uh, sell uh, one-offs. 
So we, we sell licenses per, uh, the minimum requirement is uh, one piece. No, that's good. <laughs> um, one of the questions I've seen has come up quite a bit, or it's, I think it maybe it's something new and people aren't aware about, is this CLA, the Customer License Agreement. Yes. Can you give a little bit Correct. of background on that and an explanation what Microsoft and why we have this? Yes, of course. Uh, so CLA uh, stands for uh, Customer License Agreement. Uh, it's, um, it's a term uh, and also an agreement uh, you see with Microsoft Embedded uh, Distribution. So if you are a customer looking for Microsoft Embedded and you want to buy from a distributor, you need to have this uh, customer license agreement in place. So we as a distributor, we can help apply for this kind of agreement for you if you don't have it already. And uh, what it basically um, uh, does are, are a couple of things. What, first and foremost is um, in this agreement, uh, you can see the terms and conditions and also the, the, the legal policy uh, in terms uh, of uh, the Microsoft product, um, in, in, which, which you have to um, uh, follow. So, for, uh, for example, uh, we're, we're talking about Microsoft Embedded. That means um, if you agree to this uh, license agreement, then uh, you have to um, use this kind of license and OS for an embedded system. Um, as I mentioned, it's an agreement initiated by a distributor. We can be one of them. But once you have this agreement, uh, it enables you to uh, purchase from basically any Microsoft embedded distributor. Um, what it also ties into is um, Microsoft will have uh, insights of uh, each and every customer, uh, what volume they are buying, uh, which kind of OS, uh, and so forth. And if the volume is big enough, basically uh, this is also the mechanism to uh, get, uh, let's say, a discount on the Microsoft license. So if you um, uh, reach a certain uh, quantity, uh, this can be uh, just one legal entity. But if you're part of a bigger legal entity, so what I also explained about uh, the global customers, uh, often there are subs, uh, subsidiaries, uh, wholly owned subsidiaries, uh, that have maybe smaller volume. But with this uh, customer license agreement uh, and also uh, pricing discount, it's, uh, it's possible to uh, aggregate all the different um, uh, volumes from the different subsidiaries as, as, as one uh, to um, reach the target volume for for discount uh, in a much faster fashion. Okay, so it's it's kind of like a customer number from Microsoft for each customer. Then it's the the, the quick yeah. explanation yeah. yeah. with some some fringe benefits. That's good to know. Um, yes. Just the next question, I think, uh, or do we? You've talked about the embedded. What licenses do we offer? I mean, is there a full range, or which kind of operating systems yeah. devices do we have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Microsoft Embedded, there are a couple of uh, product families. Um, we have, I think, the, the the first one we need to start with should be uh, Windows Embedded Standard. So um, this is basically uh, uh, similar to um, it, it's. Uh, we have um, uh, also Windows uh, Pro for embedded systems. So Windows Pro for an embedded system, it's 
uh, most similar to um, a household or a consumer version of uh, Windows that you uh, probably are familiar with, for example, Windows 7 or Windows 10 right now, there's a consumer version. Uh, but there's also uh, an embedded version. And then the, the Windows Embedded Standard is basically a componentized version of that. So you have Windows 7 Pro as an easy example, and the embedded version would be uh, uh, Windows Embedded Standard 7. Uh, next to that, you have uh, very dedicated products uh, like uh, PostReady or uh, um, uh, Windows uh, in the Industry. Uh, you had that with uh, Windows 8. Uh, really focusing and optimized for an, uh, a point-of-sales uh, solution. There's also a small footprint and real-time uh, OS, uh, which is uh, the compact family. And uh, last uh, but not least, there's also Windows Embedded uh, Server and SQL Server. Okay, quite quite a good range then, that's good to hear. Um, Windows 7 and 8 have been around now for some time. With the, with the introduction of Windows 10, is there any real benefit uh, in the embedded market? Or Definitely, definitely. So one of the key features of uh, embedded market and uh, industrial uh, market, let's say, is that uh, once um, you have defined a spec, uh, you want to fix the bill of material for as long as possible uh, for certain industries. For example, for... Uh, uh, industrial automation, it's uh, definitely a case for uh, medical uh, equipment, uh, that's also a case, uh, because it ties into certification. So um, that, that is uh, one, one thing. Another thing is maybe uh, the application that you've developed for your uh, uh, embedded solution um, is optimized for, let's say, a Windows 7 system. Um, the benefit of Windows uh, Embedded is that it has longevity support. Um, in consumer markets, Windows 7 and 8, it's already end of life. But for the embedded uh, market, it will be uh, around for another three, three years or so. That means um, your industrial or embedded solution that runs uh, on Windows 7, you can keep using Windows 7 for the next few years and really take your time to um, transition, uh, trans uh, make the transition to, let's say, Windows 10. Okay, good. I mean, within Advantech as well, we have a wide range of products uh, from sort of board level, computer on models to the uh, the ARC units and uh, sort of the UTCs yeah. with displays. That's a lot of different hardware, CPUs. Is there a, a real correspondence or what CPUs can be used for Windows 10? Uh, yeah, actually, Windows 10, um, well, it, uh, I, I think uh, from product point of view, uh, technical point of view, uh, it can support all the different uh, CPUs that we uh, provide. Uh, but from business point of view, uh, Windows 10 is the first uh, Microsoft OS where they uh, uh, have different price levels, uh, depending on which uh, CPU level the platform is. There are three levels um, in Windows uh, 10 IoT Enterprise. That's the embedded uh, naming. You have entry level, you have value level, and high-end level. Um, a rule of thumb uh, is entry is uh, supposed to be sold together with really the entry-level CPUs, like uh, most of the Atom CPUs. 
And then you have value skew. Uh, if we focus on Intel for now, um, it's focusing on um, the i3 and i5s. Uh, if we go to the high end, it's really the i7 and C on CPU. So really the high end CPUs. Uh, there are some um, differentiation in, uh, let's say, in certain uh, how, 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 let's say, how Intel markets their CPU. Um, in terms of uh, atom level, so some, most of the atom are entry, but there are some um, uh, that that are considered similar, but selected atoms that that are positioned in the in the value uh, range. So I understand the um, the rule of thumb is 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 basically very easy to understand, but um, to to go into each and every CPU. It's easiest to um, um, ask your um, yeah, sales rep in Advantech for a table where where yeah you can uh, find the CPU levels and if it's not there you can always ask me and uh, if I don't know Microsoft will know. Okay, that's good to know. And uh, that's still on our board level. I mean, there are still because we're now selling licenses. Uh, can these OSs be installed on? The sort of end the customers, their customers' devices. Yeah, sure. It's uh, same same rule. So we just uh, look at um, yeah the CPU level that the customer platform has, and uh, we can advise them, of course. Um, but we can also send them the the CPU list, uh, and then it's up to the customer to uh, buy and purchase and and use uh, the correct license for that platform. Okay, and can that be replicated on many devices, or what's the procedure there? Uh, yes, uh, I think one of the primary benefit of uh, Windows Embedded, um, and definitely with uh, Windows 10, is that you have um, the flexibility to uh, do a one-time installment with a unique product key, for example. Uh, but if you have an, uh, an embedded solution uh, that you want to deploy thousands of times, um, you have the uh, option to create a custom image uh, that will uh, that you can deploy as many times as you want uh, on the same system configuration, uh, and you can apply for an embedded product key for that. That means you uh, get a unique product key uh, tied to uh, the company. That means uh, it will be a company-based product key that you embed in your uh, image. And this image you can uh, deploy on your um, yeah, your dedicated device. And that means you have the, the benefit of installing your uh, the OS in a much faster fashion. And you don't need to key in uh, the unique product key every single time. So if you have uh, thousands of systems that you want to deploy, it's a huge benefit. Okay, that's good to know. And for purchasing the OS, can they do this on a on a, so we do this standalone? But we can also do this with with it having installed on a storage as well. That's possible as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as direct OEM, um, you you have um, always the the requirement for a complete system. But if you have a CLA and we have that CLA information uh, from you, then basically you have the flexibility to buy just a license from us. Uh, but we also have assembly lines in uh, in in Europe that that allows you to uh, request for. Uh, assembly service that uh, the simplest one could be uh, simply installing an OS on a storage device 
and um, and provide you with a storage uh, OS plus the the license. Uh, but we can also do a complete system for you, up to um, yeah, depends on what kind of service you're looking for. Okay, cool. So it's good to know. So we have the the multiple ways, three ways for everybody to buy either built in, embedded into our systems, uh, standalone yep. licenses, or we can even provide these the the OS on a storage device. So it's just sort of plug and play, yep. so to say. Okay, that's really good. Um, I think there's a lot of information we've uh, covered here in the last 10-15 minutes. I hope this is useful to anybody listening. Um, if there are questions, what's the best way that people can contact you or contact us? Um, yes, uh, I think uh, we have a very good uh, dedicated website um, uh, on, on eStore and Airline, and there's, uh, I believe there's a, a, a selling guide, isn't it? That that we're that you're launching and you're. We're team. just launching at the end of November a sales gu a sales guide that will be available, yes, on the online store, or you can just phone up and we request or request request it. Uh, it's a simple form, just uh, download uh, PowerPoint, and that'll give you the key points we've talked through, and also help uh, get you to to define the right operating system for for your unit or your needs. Um, they are, should be available online, I think, yeah, by the end of November at the latest. Which was uh, yeah. 2017, yeah. 2017. You're, you're not sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm unsure when this podcast will be listened to. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's our first attempt. So it's a good try, and when yeah. it'll be published. Okay, uh, thank you very much for your time today. Um, I think we'll yeah, definitely try and do too. another one of these, uh, probably, yeah. probably with you again, because. Uh, uh, oh, that's the, great. Yeah, with, the sto with the storage and memory, so a different product yeah. group. Um, Sounds good. If anybody's listening to this, if there's questions, you can contact us through, um, I think the easiest way for general questions, we have a generic email address, which is uh, customercare at avantech.eu. Uh, you can also contact me directly. It's I think my name is on a lot of the, in the website. Or, um, yeah, look forward to hearing from any questions related to this or anything from Advantech. I'll be uh, happy to help. Okay. Excellent. Gee, thank you very much for your time today. And uh, I yep. think it's time to sign off. Thanks. Cheers, guys. Bye.